the ceiling. What does it mean to be free? Matter of fact, what it mean to be killing? Chicago's own Lowdown Brass Band are showcasing their ever-evolving sound on their sixth album, Lowdown Breaks. Joined by special guests Chicago Funk Mafia and DJ Daniel Carrillo, the LDB has been rocking jazz and indie fans for 14 years, and now hip-hop heads can get in on the action. Joining me in the studio are saxophonist David Levine, MC Billa Camp, and producer and sousaphonist to the stars, Lance Loisel. Welcome to the end, y'all. How are you today? <laughs> it's not every day I get to talk to a sousaphonist, so I'm, uh, I'm really glad that uh, you guys could join me today. Let's first uh, talk about the tradition of uh, the brass band. And let me hear about what made you want to decide to start a brass band, a, a, a typically New Orleans kind of thing in Chicago. Dave? Primarily, a, lo- a lot of the early members of the band were um, in Chicago, either, you know, in the jazz uh, kind of scene, um, playing jam sessions and cutting their teeth, uh, you know, just kind of around. Um, and it kind of came out of like a, f- a friend group um, just hanging out. And, um, you know, I had taken a trip to New Orleans. It was in the in the late 90s and really got introduced to the whole genre of brass band music and the kind of the spirit and, and the energy. And, and um, for me, it was actually a kind of a downtime uh, where I wasn't really playing a lot of music. And I just kind of like I needed this spark, something to get me back in. And we were hanging out and, um, you know, Lance was way back when and, um, you know, a couple other guys. I think there's still four or five original members um, 14 years later. And it just came out of a love of this, uh, out of New Orleans music and um, natural chemistry because of friends hanging out. And one thing kind of led to another and it began to evolve and be- become more serious and more dudes bought in and 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 you know 14 years later we're really you know feel like we're honing our own sound um with chicago influences and bringing in um you know billa camp um to uh add a whole other color palette with uh you know vocals and lyrics and um, more of a hip-hop influence and and so that's kind of where it started. And now uh, we don't really know where it's going. You don't have to you know, know have where to it's know. going. Don't know, <laughs> you don't even have to know when you get there. And says, as the sousaphonist, you've got uh, some of the, the literal heavy lifting to do. <laughs> uh, is this uh, something that you still expected to be uh, doing on a regular basis as an adult? You know, I, I studied music in college as an undergraduate. Um, I played the tuba all, three, all the way through college. And then when I got done... Uh, with undergrad, I dropped the dropped the tuba and dropped the sousaphone. I stopped playing. I'm I'm a uh, also a, a pianist by trade by education. I've been playing since I was a little kid, and all of my tubas were stored in my parents' garage. And then there was an electrical all fire. Of, all of my tubas. Well, there was there was three, right? <laughs> and um, the, the garage burned down, and oh, no. the electric company had to settle with um, the insurance company of my parents. And out of that. I got a new sousaphone, <laughs> and <laughs> that was right around the time that the band started again. And so I started playing wow. sousaphone again with the band. Um, but I've been playing since I was, you know, twelve, thirteen years old. Billa, did you did you grow up listening to to, to jazz music, or is hip hop mostly <laughs> what you came up with? Yeah, pretty much hip hop is mostly what I came up with. I mean, I was born in Harlem, so you know, in the eighties, I grew up in the late eighties, early nineties. So, I mean, it was all hip-hop, pretty much. I mean, you know, I went to Harlem School of the Yards for a little bit, so, like, you know, there was a little artistic influence there, but mm-hmm. for the most part, it's hip-hop since day one. Resolving all of our problems, can't do it all. 
I'm Jill Hopkins. You're listening to Vocalo. Joining me in the studio is the Low Down Brass Band. I've seen, uh, you know, a lot of shows by uh, Low Down Brass Band over the years, and the the live shows are very special. People uh, go off. People turn up, and it's 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 something really wonderful to see. What is behind that energy that you bring to the stage? What are you hoping to accomplish at a Low Down Brass Band show? That's, I mean, that's the spirit. That's the fun. That's the joy that, that underlies it all, really. Like, because this, this came, this, you know, this brotherhood kind of came out of, it came out of family. It came out of, like, you know, really just, we didn't start a band so we could play gigs so we could earn a paycheck or there wasn't really any underlying motive beyond just get together and play this music and, and, and it was fun. Mm-hmm. And so that was really like my kind of underlying um, mission statement from, from the beginning. This has to be fun. This has to be worthwhile for us because it's probably not going to pay, you know, with an eight, nine, ten person band who knows how big, you yeah. know, like it, that's a lot of pieces of the pie. It's not going to be a money gig, chances are. So let's enjoy it. Let's do it for the right reason. Otherwise, what's the point? So that's always been the underlying kind of spirit throughout is like this has to be about it has to be fulfilling for us first and it has to be something that we really feel strongly about doing i don't want this to become you know a jobbing gig or boring or a drag or or stagnant for anybody you know that's that's the last thing that i want um and i think everyone at this point is is on board with that and so that's why we keep working we keep trying to evolve we try keep trying to do more and more um, because we love it and we don't want it to be boring. We just want to keep growing. And, um, and it's, it's the, I think, that spirit and that, you know, that camaraderie for each other that really comes through. And we feel strongly about trying to connect with our audience as well. And, 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 and it's a group kind of performance. So that's another aspect, I think, of, a, of the live thing that uh, people enjoy is that kind of interactive aspect. Um, sometimes we'll get out on the floor, you know, and, and play. And people are rarely surrounded by music, you know, in that kind of physical proximity or like horn players on either side, people don't have that experience often. So I think we're unique in that. So there's, yeah, there's, and we throw some movement on, um, and you know, karate kicks and bad jokes and and who knows. (laughs) Nobody (laughs) would fault you for kind of being stationary. You've got a lot of stuff up there and, you know, musicians sometimes are tethered to, you know, their, their amps by a cord or whatever, but you guys do have that freedom of movement and, and you take advantage of it. Even, even old Sousaphone Jones over here. Sousaphone Jones. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're a marching band. This boy can move. It's true. I've seen it happen. I'm Jill Hopkins. You're listening to Vocalo. Here with me in the studio are Dave, Lance, and Billa from Chicago's Low Down Brass Band. Let's talk about the new record. It's called Low Down Breaks. Tell me about the name. When I hear breaks, my brain goes to, to B-boys, to break beats. Am I on the right track? Tell me more about this, Dave. Ding, ding, ding. Yay, I win! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's um, a double meaning, I guess. Um, but yeah, breaks in that you know kind of classic producer hip-hop DJ sense of you know using samples and um, adding some uh, some drums on it and, and flying in um, you know these beats uh, to create you know something for 
you know, uh, MCs to flow over or transitions or or whatever. And so, like, you know, Lance um, worked with with Billa and um, another producer, uh, Aloe, DJ Aloe, and uh, of the Dread, um, who's featured on the Ghost Town mm-hmm. single from this album. So they they worked a lot about um, throughout the album, constructing these breaks as transitions through tunes to kind of create. Um, like a whole cohesive album instead of just a collection of songs. We, ba- we basically sampled ourselves yeah. and made these breaks um, that were basically samples of us over like an original breakbeat. Um, so that's as samples. Um, but then, you know, the other meaning to it would be, you know, it's a lot of the music, if you took like any like five second sample of any instrumental, it sounds like a break, you know, yeah. the horn blasts or the drums, you know, and that was the whole idea be- behind um Beyond the, just the general sound of the album, we wanted to sound like those original breaks from back in the day. And you've uh, continued another tradition uh, of rap videos filmed on boats <laughs> in the ghost town video. It, it's it's not though. It's not a big pimping situation though. Tell me no, about. There's no auto tune. <laughs> there's no auto tune. There's there's uh, dancing women. They're looking good. The yeah. band is there, looking good. Uh, Billa is there, d- doing his thing. Tell us about the trip that you went on that n- that caused you to be able to film this video on that yacht. Well, we had the pleasure of playing a bunch of shows in Alaska, and uh, we were in a town called Cordova, which you can only reach by plane or boat. And we met these two great young men or uh, gentlemen named. Uh, Gunner and, and JT. JT, sorry. Gunner and JT. <laughs> and they were so so gracious to let us take a ride on their boat. And when we were on the boat, we were like, "Hey, let's film a video." This is like a, <laughs> this is like this is like a working salmon boat. You know, this yeah. is not. <laughs> this isn't like this a is you no know, luxury this liner. Isn't Richard no. Branson's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's like gaff hooks hanging off the side, and the galleys downstairs, and you know, there's basically. Two men that's been sleeping under this thing for six weeks, you know, mm-hmm. with no shower. So it's that that kind of style boat, just you know, just yeah. to give you a picture. So you may continue. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's real out there. <laughs> but uh, no, so we said, hey, let's film a video. Everybody broke out their iPhones, and then we just kind of made it happen. I mean, it was, and, and literally there were seals popping up <laughs> out of the water, nodding their head to the music. I swear. But, like, the animal, nobody was, like, kissed by a rose. No, 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 no. <laughs> that would be cool. Really cool. Like, oh, my God, it's seal. Dave, Lance, Villa, thank you so much for thank joining us. Thank you. Thank you. I don't reason with fools when it comes to achievement. Don't doubt what I'm saying. Like, first of all, you got to say it out loud to believe it. Huh. What do I know, Weaver? This obstacle still won't leave her until I find a replacement in the Matrix. He'll never be afraid. I said I'm tall. I I'm about the light.